Parents, if your kids love listening to audio stories, but you don't want them using your phone all the time to listen to them, you need a story button. Story button is a screenless device that makes it easy to listen to kid podcasts, audiobooks, and more without having to use a tablet, phone, or keep track of any cards or toys. Fan favorites like Miles the Brave and Treasure Galaxy will give your kids an extra spark of exciting imagination, while the bedtime category will help your kids as they get ready to sleep. Go to storybutton.com to learn more and view all the content currently available in the library. Story Button. Imagination lives here. Hello again and welcome back to Kids Bible Stories. Today's episode is made possible through the generosity of the following families. A great big thank you to Lennox, JB, and Torin. Thank you, Lennox, JB, and Torin, for your donation. Also, thank you very much to Emmeline, who gave of her very own money. Emmeline enjoys learning about God, and some of her favorite episodes have been the Jonah ones. Thank you again, Emmeline. The last three episodes, we just heard about Jesus in the garden being arrested, his death on the cross, and his resurrection. Today, we are going to have fun and use our imaginations to hear what those stories could have been like for someone else. Someone who is itty bitty, teeny tiny. Hmm, who might that be, you ask? Well, it's no person you've ever heard of because it is not about a person at all. This story is of a teeny tiny family of mice. It might sound weird at first, but do you remember our story called Dan the Great Fish? That is one of our favorites and one a lot of our listeners have loved. So today, we will be following the mice as they experience Easter. We pick up our story here. Benji, cried Rosamie. Benji, Ruby Lynn. But Benji couldn't hear a thing. He was fast at work in the valley. His small mouse feet were running to and fro, collecting food for his family. And the collecting was good. Today was especially bountiful. Oh, another bushel of juicy red berries. And look, an olive. His tiny whiskers twitched in delight at the end of his pink nose. I bet a bird dropped this. Lucky me. You mean lucky us? Said Ruby. His daughter, Ruby Lynn, snuck up behind him without Benji noticing. Her soft white fur breezed back and forth each time her father scuttled by her. Ruby! I'm so glad you're here. I need to help carrying all this food back to the burrow. No problem. We need to get going. Mama's looking for you. Is that so? Yep. They packed all they could hold and slowly made their way home. The sky turned a shade of purple and pink as the day lingered on. Whew. Almost there, Ruby. Ruby. 
Almost, Dad. You see that hill over there, Ruby Lynn? The one with the, all the trees? Yeah, that one. Well, that's the Mount of Olives. And someday, we're gonna move there. Why? I love this valley. Me too, Ruby. I have this feeling. Something saying, Go there. To the mountain. <laughs> you always say that, Dad. And... Before Ruby could get the word out of her tiny mouth, Benji stopped and froze. Footsteps. People were coming. They needed to hide. He grabbed Ruby by the tail and pulled her under a root in a nearby tree, leaving the berries behind. That was close, Dad. Benji didn't answer. He was peering out from behind the thick root of the tree. His eyes were stuck. Ruby snuck her head under her father's arm so she could see what he was staring at. She just saw people. Regular old people. But her dad was looking at them like he had seen a ghost. What is it, Dad? Without taking his eyes off the small group of men, he said, I think it's Jesus. The two mice watched as the men continued to walk towards a garden, passing by the mice without ever noticing them. Back at home, Benji was so, so excited to tell his wife what he had seen. He paced the burrow back and forth, recounting the men, what they were wearing and how he felt when he saw them. Rosa me, he said. These men, I tell you what, they were so special, Benji said as he walked around the kitchen table, tapping it with his tiny nails. Oh, you could just tell, Rose. I don't know how, but you could tell. It was Jesus, shouted Ruby. Dad said it was Jesus. Dad said he just knew it was Jesus. Rosamie looked at her husband as she scooped up Ruby with her tail and gave her a big hug. Well, that must have been a special moment then, Benji. It really was, he replied. Ruby, Rose, we're moving. We are going to follow Jesus. If he's at the mountain or the Garden of Gethsemane, then that's where we need to be. They looked puzzled, but they loved Benji and trusted him. So that night, they started packing. The next day, with all their pots and pans, clothes, and a few toys in hand, they made their way to the Garden of Gethsemane. The journey took the small mice all day, and they arrived at dusk. Benji was thrilled. There were olives everywhere, and plenty of trees that they could use for a home. What a beautiful place! he said, and they settled into a hollowed-out log for the night. 
The ground shook. Benji woke up to the sound of heavy footsteps. He snuck out of the log to see what was causing all the noise. Moonlight flickered through the leaves on the trees and cast shadows on the ground. He stuck to the darkest spots on the floor of the garden so no one would notice him. In the middle of a clearing, he saw a man kneeling and praying. Benji's eyes grew wide. It was the same man from before. The man slowly stood and walked over to two other men who were fast asleep. He could see their faces now and realized the man that was praying was Jesus. Benji had found him and so close to his new home. Rosamie and Ruby were going to be so happy. As Benji was staring at the men, more footsteps could be heard coming in the distance. Who was coming to see Jesus this late at night? Benji thought to himself. He couldn't wait to see. He decided instead to run back home and get some sleep so he could be ready to go meet Jesus in the morning. The sun rose over the trees and cast its rays into the burrow. With a big yawn, Benji slowly opened his eyes. Good morning, Papa, said Ruby. Uh, morning, shouted Benji. Everyone, follow me. Last night, well, last night, I found Jesus. Come quick, I want you to meet him. The whole family scurried out of their new home and into the garden. Benji was running so fast that he almost left his family behind. He soon stopped. Rosamie and Ruby bumped into his tail, which sent them crashing over one another, spilling into the empty clearing where Benji saw the men from the night before. He was right here. I promise he was here. The mice looked around, but could find no one. Call! Who's there? Benji yelled into the trees. Call! I'm there. The voice replied. Well, I'm there. Have you seen the men that were here last night? The tree above the mice rustled and a bird with bright blue feathers popped his head out from behind a branch. Oh, did I? I was there the whole time. My nest is right above them. It was quite the scene. What is that supposed to mean? Benji replied. Oh, you haven't heard? Well, all the animals have been talking about it. No, I haven't heard. I just woke up. Well, do you know where they are going? I mean, I do, but... Just tell me where. Benji was getting impatient. Well, they're going to Calvary. But you should know, last night, uh, 
uh, Judas came, and, well, there were soldiers, and, well, he kissed Jesus on the cheek, and, oh my goodness, then this one guy, his ear, Say no more, bird. Thanks. If Jesus is going to Calvary, then so are we. And the mice were off. The garden was beautiful, full of food and shelter, everything they needed. Everything but Jesus. And Benji was determined to get close to him. From the Garden of Gethsemane to Calvary would have been roughly four kilometers or 40 minutes to walk for you and I. But for the mice, it took them all morning. They arrived to find crowds were already gathering on the hill and around the city wall. Look at all these people, said Rosamie. They must be here to see Jesus, too. I don't know, Daddy. They all look pretty sad, said Ruby. Well, I would be, too, if I hadn't recently seen Jesus myself. I am sure they will cheer up when he gets here. The mice found a deep nook in the city's stone wall and safely hid in it. As more and more people gathered, they could hear people talking, but were unable to see anything or listen carefully enough to understand what was going on. They decided it was best to stay hidden and wait for the crowds to clear out. People filled Calvary, and the mice stayed inside all day. As the sky grew dark, they set up their belongings and made plans to look for food the next day. The following morning, the crowds had cleared, and Calvary was empty. The mice slowly made their way to see what they could find. Oh, I'm sorry, Benji. Looks like we missed Jesus again, said Rosamie. He was here. The bird said this was the place he was going, and then all the crowds. I just want to be close to Jesus. Benji sulked and plopped his tiny furry body on the ground as Rose and Ruby hugged him. The group sat there for a while, staring at the empty crosses on the hill, wondering what they were for. Caw, 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 caw. The bird with bright blue feathers perched on the center cross and broke the silence. You again. Well, isn't it nice to see you too, Mouse? We missed him. We came all this way again, and we missed him. Wait, you're telling me you didn't see Jesus right here? 
the bird motioned to the cross he was perched on. Benji's eyes were fixed on his own feet as he was staring at the ground. No. We saw the crowds and we heard people and some were even saying his name. But we weren't able to see anything. Oh, well, I've got a lot to tell you, little mouse. Well, at this very moment, Jesus is on his way to a tomb not far from here. But what you don't know is... Where's the tomb? Oh, it's at the, uh, the bottom of the old hill. You know, the one with the pink bushes near the Damascus Gate. Oh, I know it. I've been there. Benji scooped up Ruby and Rose and rushed back to their home in the wall, gathered their belongings, and ran back to the bird. Bird, you're sure he's there? Oh, I'm sure, but... And he's going to be there for a while? Well, yeah. He's probably going to be there for a really, really long time. But that's just because... Are you sure? The trip to the tomb is a three-day journey. Ruby and Rosamie looked at each other. Benji, said Rosamie, I know you really want to be near Jesus, but the wall is nice. There's lots of travelers that come through and they drop great food all the time. Maybe we should just stay here. It's a nice home. Rose, I appreciate that, and yeah, you're right. But Rose, we have been so close, and the bird said... Benji glanced back at the bird. That Jesus is going to be there. Oh, he's not going anywhere, but that's because... You see... Benji interrupted, and the mice started on their three-day journey to the tomb. They didn't say much during the trip. Benji kept a steady pace, Rosamie by his side and Ruby on his shoulders. Are we going to be there soon? Ruby would ask. Soon, her mother replied. After three long days of travel, the mice crested the last hill between them and the tomb. Ruby was asleep in her father's arms as Benji's eyes caught sight of the pink flowers he remembered. Rose, there it is. The tomb I was telling you about. That's it. Ruby woke as her father jumped with excitement and they took off. With a surge of energy, the family rushed to the rocky entrance. Rose and Ruby were excited to finally find a place they could call home. And Benji was ecstatic with the thought of seeing Jesus up close and personal. Bushes, branches, and pink flowers whizzed by their ears and tails as they sprinted after Benji. Closer and closer they were almost there. Almost. Almost. They ran right up to the doorway. 
They noticed the large entrance stone rolled to the side of the opening, and they peeked their heads inside. Where is he, Daddy? said Ruby. He's here, Ruby. He's got to be here. The bird said he would. He said he'd be here for a long time. Benji climbed up onto a large slab in the middle of the room. He ruffled his nose through some used burial clothes strewn across the slab. What are these, Dad? I'm pretty sure they're used to bury someone after they've died. But there's no one here, Papa. That's true. No one was there. The tomb was empty. Benji climbed down from the slab and sat at the entrance of the room. He looked out over the garden surrounding them, feeling tricked. Did the bird lie? Was Jesus ever here? Oh, he didn't know. Sorry, Daddy. Ruby nuzzled her pink nose under Benji's arm, and Rosamie rested her head on his shoulder. Sorry, honey. It's okay, guys. I just wanted to be near Jesus. I thought that if we could get close to him, our home would be perfect, that everything would work out and we could be happy. The family was quiet. They looked over the garden as a light breeze blew green and pink petals across the ground. The sound of the wind rustling through the grass played on their ears, and a small light began to shine from behind them. As they looked over the garden, they started to notice their own shadows stretching long over the grass. The light grew and grew and shone like a star. The mice quickly turned in fear. Hello, Benji. Rosamie. Ruby Lynn. Jesus! Benji whispered as he dropped to his knees. How did you get in there? Ruby exclaimed. Jesus chuckled and scooped the mice up. You have been busy these last few days. <laughs> so have you. I've had a lot I needed to get done. Tell me, Benji, why have you been moving your family so much? To be close to you. I thought that if I could just find you, that we would be happy and we would have everything we need. I see. Jesus placed the mice on the slab and sat next to the tiny family. But every time we got close, you left. Is that so? Yes, it is so. They sat for a moment and looked over the landscape. Benji, do you remember that bush from the valley? The one with the dark blue berries. You would pick it in the morning for your family. Of course I do. They were delicious. And what about your burrow in the tree? 
Remember how it had just enough space for you, Rosa Mee, and Ruby? Obviously, I remember our house, but how did you know about that? Jesus smiled. Benji, I was with you. When you moved to Gethsemane, I made the olives grow for you, and I provided that crack in the wall at Calvary so you and your family would have a place to sleep. I even sent a bird to try and explain everything that was happening. Benji looked puzzled. Benji, where I am going, you cannot follow. No one can. But do not worry. My love for you and your family will never end. Come, Benji. Jesus stood and walked into the clearing, the mice in tow. Look around. All of this I have made. The family saw trees and berries, grass and flowers. There were places they could live and enough food for the entire season. From the day you were born, I have loved you, Benji. That doesn't mean that life has been easy or will be easy in the future. It does mean that whatever comes your way, I will be there to walk through it with you, even if you can't see me. I can feel you, though, in my heart. You sure can. And if you ever want to talk, I'm just a prayer away. Benji, I love you. Just then, a bright pink flower drifted down from a tree and landed in front of the group. Its fragrance was so sweet. The three mice stepped towards it to get a better sniff. <laughs> Oh, Benji, it smells wonderful. Jesus, you've got to get a whiff of this. He picked up the flower and turned to hand it to Jesus. Hey, where did he go, Daddy? The three mice stood together with the pink flower in their hands staring at an empty tomb, still unsure what it was used for. Benji smiled. I do not know, Ruby, but we are going to stay right here. Boys and girls, we hope you have enjoyed this make-believe story. And we want you to know that Jesus is with you, even though you cannot see him, that Jesus loves you, and that we are praying for you. Happy Easter, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And, as always, bye for now.